Hi, welcome to Kicking Goals with Georgia Perry. I'm your happy host, Georgia. I'm a primary school teacher by day and empowerment leader by night. I love to chat, so I'm sitting down with incredible women to capture their stories. Be present, feel inspired and create change. This is how it goes. I have the beautiful Steph Holmes with me in the studio today. Mm-hmm. Steph, I can remember back in season one when I came across you on the socials. I was so interested in the way that you were living your life and I know so many women will be excited to hear your story and advice. So welcome to the podcast. Woohoo! Thanks for having me, Georgia. How exciting. No worries. If you're a lady on a mission and always seem to be so busy yet so balanced, can you give us an insight into what you do? Uh, sure, Georgia. I feel like I could say a lot. Um, I, do, I do a lot. Um, I obviously am a mum of four kids. I am a special needs education assistant. That was what I was doing before I had kids. And then each time um, each time I had a child, I'd go back to that job. And then probably my most recent endeavor is the whole Instagram thing. Um, it's not a new thing. I've been doing it for a few years now or like five or six, I think. Six, yeah, five or six. But um, I've just, since my fourth child, Pearl, was born, I've just taken it up a notch and, yeah, just really been exploring that and, and getting into it. Awesome. So you inspire so many people and I see that um, in your workplace and online and at the gym and everywhere that you seem to go. So I'm interested to know who are you inspired by? Um, Thank you for saying that I'm inspired. (laughs) I don't know about that though, but thank you. Um, So in a a work sense, um, as in like on Instagram and things like that, um, socially M, uh, M, M, Emma Williams inspires me, Ashley Jade inspires me, um, just because they're they're so good at what they do and I really love watching both of their stories and following their journeys. M I know personally um and have been to a lot of her courses. She just amazes me with everything that she um how many things that she can do at once. You know, like she's just she's a mum as well. She's always on the go. She's always hustling as such and she's just so damn busy. Um and I just admire how yeah how many businesses and, and women's lives she's transformed. And then Ashley Jade is um, an influencer slash content creator as, as well. She's a really beautiful girl. I've met her more than a few times now and um, consider her a really good friend. She is just always, you know, like always shows up, always bubbly. Um, her stories are eye-catching and it makes me um, want to aspire to be like her in that sense. I really enjoy watching her stories and what she puts across. So, yeah, those two women inspire me um, on Instaland, if you will. Um, in like a general everyday life, I'm basically just my friends and like my family do. I've got a really good group of friends who all are doing, you know, their own thing. And we, you know, sometimes we won't chat for weeks, but it's like, when we, yeah, nothing's yeah. changed when we catch up. It's all good. We've all got so many kids, so it's a bit <laughs> crazy. Um, and then lastly, my mum, obviously that's so, so cheesy, but my mum is a huge inspiration to me. She was always a hardworking woman. She had kids young too. Um, she just yeah showed me what hard work looks like as as such you know and it might not have been a typical hard work but it was yeah it was really she studied she worked she raised kids it was all it was all happening yeah, so, yeah. following in her footsteps oh yes I'm and, trying. <laughs> yeah, I can really see across your social media that family is really important to you um, so let's dive into your journey what was life like for you growing up um so life growing up I had a sister and a brother um a younger sister and an older brother but my brother passed away when I was 12 uh he had meningococcal so that was obviously a really tough time for 
all of us as a family, but obviously really hard on my mum and my dad. Um, we, I, I, grew, I grew up in Mandra. I was born in Pinjara, so I'm very partial to Mandra. I love it. Um, ask anyone, I always say how much I love it and how beautiful it is and all the rest of it. So didn't really, um, yeah, was born in Pinjara, lived in Hall's Head, and now I'm back in Hall's Head, so haven't gone too far. Um, but, yeah, I had a, I had a great childhood. I, I had a really good, um, fun time. I didn't have a big family like my husband's family. It's massive. I had one cousin. Yeah. Um, so family, like, shindigs were always really – it was just me and my sister. But, yeah. It, yeah, it was a really good childhood, and I got given every opportunity. I played sports and netball competitively, so – yeah, mum and dad just worked their guts out to give us, you know, the best. And they still, every every day, I just about, I speak to mum and every week I'm like, what are you doing? You want to go get coffee? Or like, how about we do this? And, you know, she's, yeah, she's always around still. So I'm, yeah, really close with them as well. That's so, so beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. <laughs> I can see that you're fostering that um, that same thing with your family as well, with your kids as well. Well, a constant coffee. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> So your journey from high school to now, yep. can we dive into that? Sure, yep. Um, I went to a private high school for years 8, 9 and 10 and then quickly found that um, that wasn't my thing. I just, I didn't seem to fit in. I, I felt like I didn't fit in anyway. Um, and I knew that I didn't want to do TE as such. So I asked mum to move and she was all, all good with that. And I really wanted to go down the media. I thought journalism was my thing back then. Um, teaching and journalism were always what I thought I was going to be doing. So I convinced mum to send me to just a local public school because I they had a media course and I really wanted to do it. So she was, yep, okay, no worries. So, yeah, went to the, um, it was called Mandra, Mandra MSC back then. I think so, yeah. Mandra Senior, yeah, Mandra Senior Mandra College. Senior yeah, so College. I went there, um, graduated year 12, was like top of the media um, class in year 11 and 12, got the media award. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> if only they could see me now. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that was that was a fun time. And I loved, I loved high school, but it wasn't, the academic side of it wasn't my thing. I've I feel like, yeah, it's it's there's too much focus on it. Even nowadays, I feel like the academics is like pushed and people's um, creative flares kind of get lost along the way and all the rest of it. But, um, yeah, so I went to uni quickly after that and was studying teaching at Notre Dame, but I hated, hated uni, hated yeah. the studying, hated having no money, hated the lifestyle. I had a boyfriend, like Michael was my boyfriend back then still, and so I wasn't there to meet people and it just – wasn't my scene so um, I think after nearly a year I dropped out of uni and um, just got a job in admin yeah and um, yeah shortly after that I was pregnant I was pregnant at 18 yeah. and that was pretty unexpected but welcomed we were yeah. stoked like we were happy because it was my I wouldn't say long-term boyfriend but we had been together for nearly a year again so we were happy um, everyone around us was really supportive um, shocked but supportive yeah so I decided to um, leave my admin job thinking that it'd be better for me to study again and do a teacher's assistant course, um, being that that's ultimately what I wanted to be, a teacher. Yeah. So, yeah, left my left my job, went and studied at TAFE, I think that was six months, and was heavily, like, 35 weeks pregnant doing my prac um, at my old primary school, funnily enough, where I knew the teacher and the EA. Yeah. Um, and shortly after I had Layla, my firstborn, I got a job working in this brand new classroom that was, you know, like said to be this amazing new program that they had set up for special needs um, kids with autism. And I was like, she was six weeks old, I remember, and I got this phone call and they were like, 
do you like we know you've got a baby but do you want to come and get this this really good opportunity three days a week and I was like I can't turn it down like it's it sounded like my dream job and I was stoked to have you know go and be going back into the workforce so soon um, after um, after graduating and doing my um, my TAFE course so I was like yes um, I'll come and do it and um, yeah, that, I was there for six years, and yeah. it was it was the best job. Like it was something different every day. It was a specialized program, so it wasn't I wasn't laminating and cutting and um, you know doing a lot of duty outside. It was it was a different kind of teacher role, and it was yeah. with these special special needs kids and doing this specialized program that was a big in America apparently, um, and was brand new. And they they figured out that it was the best way that these kids with autism learnt. Yeah. So I felt yeah I felt like I was doing something good like I was doing something good with my time and um breaking up the mum life as well so yeah. and how did you go when you were first starting in that position and being a young mum you know mm. how were you feeling oh um it was it wasn't easy like I would never say that yeah being a young mum is very tricky and you're forced to grow up early um yeah. all the rest of it like I missed out I not missed out I shouldn't say missed out but I, I didn't get to travel and I didn't get to party like that was and not that I wish that I had but maybe sometimes in the back of my head I'm like oh I didn't get yeah. to get to do that so I mean now I have to do it later or whatever yeah. and did um, you have any friends around you that were having kids around the same time or no I didn't have baby? friends as such like I was the first of my friends to have a baby um yeah. but my sister-in-law Ash who um was with Michael's brother um she she had Abby 10 days before I had Layla so, oh, that's so we, good. We, yeah we were just yeah. really kind of stuck together because we were the only two of our friends that had had kids and we knew what each other was going through and um, having to deal with and the girls to this day are still really close and so are we like yeah yeah we're both married to brothers so it's kind of inevitable but yeah she was yeah I really um she was my rock in that time because we yeah we didn't really have anyone else and we kind of were a bit ostracized by friends and they were going out it's not their fault they were going out they were having fun and we couldn't so, yeah, we just kind of stuck like glue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. And then you've got three other beautiful kids. Yes, yes. So I've got Layla, she's 12 and a half. Um, Jamison is my boy. He's the only boy. He's nine. And then Lottie is six and then Pearl is three. So they've all got about three years between them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really recommend that age gap. <laughs> <laughs> three years is good. <laughs> so nice. Okay, Steph, let's talk about challenges. What have been a few major challenges that you have been through and how have they helped shape you into the person you are today? Like I said, being a young mum obviously was probably my first real challenge. Like I was forced to grow up. Like I said, we moved out of home. We obviously had to be dependent and have our own money and... And Did you feel any resistance or any judgment or anything from anyone around you? Um, or not really, not really. Mokul is from a really good family as well, um, as am I. But but his friends have, you know, like he's he's a footy and a cricket boy, so they yeah. they were just like, like cool, community. Yeah, yeah, cool, whatever, you know, we'll help you, we'll support. So yeah, it wasn't really, um, yeah, it didn't I didn't really feel that no. Yeah, but yeah, that's it was beautiful. it was um definitely challenging, like. You know, like I think back now and I'm like, gosh, you know, like, would I do that again if I had planned it? Maybe not. But um, it was, yeah, it was, that was probably my first challenge because I, and I'm a very fast paced, always having to be doing something kind of person. So I struggled um, slowing down, I think, and staying at home, just, you know, just raising this baby and raising all my kids. So I left my job each time and had a good year off. And I always found like I was getting bored at home, just doing the mum thing. And I'd, I'd go out and I'd go to the parks and I'd, do, go and get my coffees and I you know go to the shops but I was still not like fulfilled each day because yeah. I was 
always needing to be doing something. Yeah. Um, and Steph, before the podcast, you briefly spoke about a small business that you started up. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, as I just said, I I was found finding myself being bored at home, doing the mundane, um, you know, mum life things, I guess, um, each day. So I decided... I think it was after Jamison was born, I, I had this idea in my head of, you know, to, to sell things at home or do something from home. And then when Lottie was born, after she was born, I really delved into it. Um, and I started off selling kids things. Like, so I made T-shirts. Um, some of my, like pretty much, I think all my friends bought one and that's probably about it. But um, I sold kids prints for like their bedrooms and like decor items. Um, and I think that's probably when Instagram first started being a bit more like that and it, 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 I think I just jumped on it and I just was like saw this opportunity to to have a creative outlet um, from home where I didn't have to leave the kids um, and just kind of went for it yeah yeah beautiful yeah Steph you briefly touched on social media but when did you really see the potential in the online platform Instagram and really start to kick off yeah um so like I said with the I start I did start this um, whole small business thing and I always had a passion for photography so combined the two together and it was kind of um my way of helping the family and and fulfilling that that creative side of me but probably um it wasn't until after Pearl was born um so she was born in 2018 she so she's three um that I really things really took off for me and I am not sure why as such, like it maybe it, it, I don't know, it might maybe just this whole journey of um, she was born with special needs. So I've kind of fueled um, this, this desire to, you know, raise awareness about it and um, make money from home more so because I couldn't, I couldn't go back to my, my old job. So I felt this need to support my family from home. So I just kind of ramped it up a notch, I think. Yeah. In the last three years, but um yeah, last three yeah. years probably it's ramped up for me. <laughs> <laughs> and you definitely have created your own point of difference. You're positive, um, you share great messages, and it's really inviting. Inviting. So what advice would you give to other mums who have a burning desire to either share something that they're very passionate about yeah. or to share a business that they've been working on? Yeah. Um, so first of all, know that it's it's really tricky um, it's not, it's not, you can't just wake up one day and go, I'm, I'm just going to do it. And, and, you know, as much as people say, just go for things, yes, go for it, but it, know that it's not easy. Um, it can be really, um, testing at times. And if I had known what I know now back then, you know, again, would I have gone down this path? I don't know. It is really, it is a lot of hard work and people don't see that. I think from behind the camera as such, you know, like, planning goes into things and a lot of time goes into it and it can be yeah a lot on your on your brain I guess but um it's just more you know you've got to find your niche as well and I know socially M talks about this she's always spoken about finding your five things that people can um relate to you so you know uh, whether that be special needs parenting which is one of mine um, mum, mum life, I guess is one of mine fashion. I'm turning into that a little bit more and just finding things that are your, your niche. And because there's always going to be people out there that, um, are the same, you know, that like hearing about that and like speaking about it. So finding your niche and just, just waking up and having a purpose and, you know, going about 
doing setting goals and going about trying to trying to get to there yeah yeah Yeah. that makes sense (laughs) yeah it does yeah and I'm sure you have so many different companies contacting you um sending you dms how do you stay aligned with your true values um that's a good question G. (laughs) that is a good question so um what I was finding was I was like you just said I was getting lots of emails and dms and they were kind of um, I'm not one to, I always respond. I always yeah, I have this yeah. thing inside of me that I feel really rude, even if it's like, not even if, but just to people in general, if, if I don't reply to them, I feel really rude. Like it's, yeah. I just, I have to. So and also those people who are supporting your journey and yeah, exactly. commenting on your photos yep. and yes, um, sending nice messages about your stories. And yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot, really I nice. feel really guilty if I leave things, um, like if I just like them or if I, I feel like I always need to reply because though people, yeah, those people are the people that get me these jobs essentially. They're the ones that um, like, comment, share, share, you know, whatever and that's how I get work because of them and I think yeah. some people really forget that um, and kind of, yeah, but I just, I feel rude so I have to. But um, I was getting all these emails and DMs from various companies, PR companies, businesses women in general and um I was not I didn't really know what to do with them sometimes and I didn't know I'm, I'm good with the creative side of things but not the logistics side yeah. of things so I didn't know how much to charge I didn't know what to say even my English was very you know like improper like I was just like thank you or you know like ta or whatever yeah. so I was always like oh you know just needed to refine that side yeah. of things so I got a manager um and that was going well until that per- that that manager, they had to step back from their business um, and then I decided to get a new manager yep. and she's been really helpful with that. So she, if I get things, I forward them on to her and then she says, what do you think? What do you want to do? I think this much or I don't think this or whatever and she kind of helps me wean things out a bit. Yep. So that's really helpful as well. Yeah, yep. that's awesome. Yep, really helpful. So Steph, I can imagine you would have so many different brands trying to contact you to collaborate and work with so how do you schedule in the time and plan out your week it kind of comes down to prioritizing um, what I want to do first or what's most important to me Um, they are pretty most brands that I've worked with are pretty good like they they are very understanding of um, working with other brands as well so like last week for instance I had honestly I think about seven different jobs to do but it was like one day after the other so it just that it kind of just worked out well and that's what um, my manager Rosie helps me with as well she says okay so if you've got this due on that day then we'll do that two days after or we'll do this then and it doesn't so it's not all in one day because um, anyone that knows Instagram will know that you you don't post more than once a day usually like uh, yeah I don't think anyone does anymore maybe back in the day but now with the whole algorithm thing and um, you know, yeah, you can't saturate. If you didn't know that like me, take note. Yeah, <laughs> once a day is enough. <laughs> Steph, while we're on the topic of Instagram, have you experienced any trolls or any negative comments? I quite often see people screenshotting and posting on their stories um, things that people say that they might not even know. So people who are taking advantage of being behind the computer, having a keyboard and, yeah, just not spreading kindness, really? Um, no, not really, Georgia. I haven't. I um, I don't know. Like, I don't really know how to answer it because maybe I'm just lucky, but um, I've got a really nice community and, like, mainly women. I think, like, 2% of it's <laughs> men, but it's mostly women and um, I'm a, I'm a really decent person at heart and I have a, I have a good, um, a good head on my shoulders, I guess. I've got a great family. Um, there's nothing that I 
feel the need to to hide or yeah. and I think that's that comes across and I think the whole the genuine side of me does come across and I'm exactly who I am um, in person as to what I am online like it's 100% yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah people see that and people want to um, see the beside, behind the scenes of people's lives and yeah. they can see that you're yeah. relatable and yeah. you don't sugarcoat things, things no and, and I, I feel like I don't um like we're not a flashy family we're not um, you know, like um, we're just a normal, regular Aussie family, and I, I don't, yeah. To, but to answer the question, no, I haven't been trolled yet. <laughs> touch wood. Um, and I know that regular people can get trolled too, but it's yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe I'm just lucky, but I, I do really have a nice um, community of really supportive women and um, who want to see me do well, and you know, have have some of the nicest things to say and. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. Especially in Mandra, I feel like there's so many amazing women doing yeah. incredible things yeah. and supporting one another. Yeah, and so, so many nice. amazing small businesses too. And that's um that's also where I began this whole thing. I was always um a part of small business. I worked for Astro and Ruby for many years and they're um yeah, really close friends of mine now and I worked at a surf shop small business as well. So that passion um behind it is is good to have as well, so that you know you can really um you really feel feel for them and, you know, you want to help them and without anything in return and things like that, yeah. Yeah, so beautiful. So, Steph, being so busy and wearing so many hats, I'm interested <laughs> to know what does your average day diary look like? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> it, honestly, it's, it changes every day. Um, yeah. I'm sure that you can appreciate that, yeah, from Monday to Friday and then the weekends, it's so different every day. And my husband's a shift worker, so... Again, he it's really good because he gets to do the mum thing, like he does the drop-offs and the pickups sometimes. But again, it changes, so I can never really like I don't know where he's at half the time because he's either sleeping or you know he's coming home from work. So that can be tricky because that means my days aren't the same. Like, and I can't yeah. say to my workplace, um, my school that I go to, I can't say, oh, I can work every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because he's not always home to have the kids. So. Yeah. It can be a bit tricky, but basically it's from the minute I wake up until the minute I go to bed, it's like, you're on. And you're on. Yeah, yeah. And Bring I'm, your like, I'm a taxi driver and I'm a chef. And then I like just while the kids, the, the three older ones are gone for the day, I try and get some of my Instagram work done. And yeah, I do most of that in the day, obviously, because, you know, you need the light for your photos or the stories or whatever. And then um, checking emails and things. Sometimes I do that at night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it revolves around my kids, honestly. Like I just, I just fit in what I want to do around their sports and their school, basically. Um, and I try and be really organized because I feel that that helps when you're so busy. So I'll try and do dinner when they're at school. Um, so it's yeah. all ready to go. And I try and do like their lunch boxes when I'm doing dinner because I've got the stuff out anyway so I'm just kind of you know all over the place really but it's it's organized chaos yeah <laughs> it's organized yeah. chaos yeah and yeah I was just about to ask you do you have any sort of mum hacks to help you oh. stay on top of life um sort of... mum hacks no there's no hacks it's all hard yeah. <laughs> it's all hard <laughs> um just be being organized and I know that that's easier easier said than done um, and I'm by nature an organized person and it doesn't come naturally to everybody. Some people really struggle with that. Um, so, um, just trying to be organized, trying to be organized and doing things, um, that you could be doing, you know, when the kids are at school or when they're asleep. And so you're ready for the next day and starting the day fresh is very important too. So beautiful. Yeah. And so how do you stay disconnected when things get tough being online so much? Yeah. How do you, um, recognize the signs and actually disconnect? 
Um, yeah, that's a good question. I did think about that earlier, but I, I don't disconnect a lot. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't need to as much as maybe the next person. Yeah. Um, we all cope differently and we all have different, um, you know, ways of disconnecting, whether, whether you know it or not. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I love going to the gym, um, and that helps me feeling it feel happier and feeling a better mood and I come home whether that be like usually sometimes I try to go late in the afternoon and I come home ready to put the kids to bed and I'm in such a good mood so yeah. I mean yeah while I'm there I'm disconnected because I'm not thinking I'm just thinking about trying not to die <laughs> this is f45 go there it's actually really good though but it's a good die so yeah that exercise is my way to disconnect I love being out in nature so the beach mainly the beach because we live so close but um yeah, I, and I, I do do a lot for myself. Like I'll yeah. go and get my nails done or my hair done um, because, again, that's probably probably my way of disconnecting. Um, but, yeah, I'm never really offline as such, yeah. which maybe I maybe I need to learn a bit more how to do that. But um, at the moment I feel feel okay. Like I feel pretty balanced. So Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Oh, thanks for sharing. <laughs> that's okay. And how do you continue growing? Are you into podcasts, books? Can you recommend anything for us? Um, I'm not into books, Georgia. I just do not get the time. I feel like I don't get the time to read. <laughs> yeah, it's really – I'm not a book person. I, I'm quite a little bit hyperactive as well, so I don't – I get bored reading a book. Like, or I'll, if, if it doesn't capture me right away, I'm like, cool, bye. Yeah. I just – yeah, I can't stay on track for that. And that's one reason I couldn't, I couldn't finish my study either because I was like, oh, my God, this is so boring. But um, – Podcasts, I, I love a good podcast, and especially when we were driving Pearl um, a lot to the hospital back and forth, especially when she was um, just under one. We That was when we had most of our hospital appointments. I'd put a podcast on, and, um, yeah, I really liked those. And there was, I think it's called um, Do Do You Mind? Do You do you Effing Mind? Um, that was a really good podcast about human behaviour, and I'm interested in all of that, so I found that quite interesting. But um, you won't find me catching – you won't find me listening to those crime podcasts. I hate them. Um, anything to do with, yeah, crime, no, that's not my thing. But, yeah, self-help is a bit yeah. of a what I'm getting into a bit more. Um, but, I, yeah, I don't really listen to, to many. No, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's all right. And so how can we follow your journey on the podcast? Oh, sorry, on the socials. <laughs> on the podcast. I've got my own podcast now. Um, so I'm stephholmes.com. Dot co is that is that dot co dot co, dot yeah. co at, um on instagram and that's pretty much it yeah, yeah. I, i'm just yeah i just basically do like you know lifestyle stuff on there and day-to-day things um i don't think i'm overly interesting but everyone you know everyone seems to like following me <laughs> so that's really lovely and I love that it's lighthearted and fun and every time, you know, if I'm scrolling, I see something you've done and it's usually to do with fashion or it's something funny. Or, yeah, taking the piss so, out of my husband. Or... And, Steph, just before we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to add or leave with our listeners? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, when if, if you're thinking or, you know, if you're going to go away and want to do more of um, this, like the whole Instagram thing, just just be sure that you've got a why and you know why you're doing it. And for me, um, all my kids are my why as such. But when Pearl was born and she had all these issues and she was diagnosed at eight months old with a um, deletion syndrome, it just really it put this fire in my belly. You know, like I just really wanted to do well and I just wanted to stay at home with her and give her what she needed. Um, and I was her carer, so I I didn't have I felt like I didn't really have much of a choice, but it kind of thrust me into into doing um, what I was doing, but faster and harder and, and more of it. So 
I think you've just got to have yeah a really good reason behind you, and it doesn't have to it doesn't have to mean anything to anyone else, just just you. Um, and I think that will be your point of difference as well. Like that will um, really give you this creative outlet, and you really want to do well because of it. Yeah, so beautiful. <laughs> and I can feel the passion and everything and the fire in Steph <laughs> oh, when yeah. she's talking. And it, yeah, it makes I my heart beat on. so I nice. Go on and on. <laughs> So, Steph, let's talk about goals for the remainder of 2021. What Have you set yourself some goals? Um, yeah, I have, Georgia. So when I first signed up with um, my manager, which was nearly a year ago now, she sent me um, an email saying, like, basically just write down who you want to work with and we'll try and make it happen. And I was like, well, how, like, who, who, what do you mean? Like, how big are we going here? Like, there's so many amazing brands in the world, you know, like, for instance, my status anxiety bag, I was like, oh my God, like that's my favorite brand. Like how big are we going here? And she was like, yep, write it down, write it down. So she obviously, um, you know, can appreciate those big goals and and trying to do, to do big and, you know, big, better things. So I wrote down, I think from memory, I wrote down um, like a mermaid hair and I wrote down Coles just because I shop at Coles, you know, like, <laughs> and then I was like, kind of like scraping the, the biscuit barrel bit. I was like, well, I love Coles and I'm always there. So that would be one that I could do. And it's, yeah, like nearly all of them on my list just about have been completed. So that's really cool. Like noticing how far you've come as well. Yeah. And like I had cotton on kids on my list and I was so excited when I got a cotton on kids um, yeah. paid job like for my kids obviously and I was like oh my god cotton on kids like they actually want to work with me like I just couldn't believe it kind of thing so and it's so exciting when you put it out yeah. to the universe you're like okay yep. this is what I, I want to achieve and then yep. once you achieve it you, yeah that, yep. that feeling is so amazing yeah so I mean I'd love to work with um other you know like other big brands I've got in my head I don't know if I should voice them but I I've got goals in my head of, of brands that I want to work with and I'm just slowly trying to make it happen. I know that nothing happens overnight. Um, but like I said, last week I had like seven, I think it was like six, yeah, six or seven different businesses, um, like brands, sorry, that I was working with. And like, it was like a coffee company and I was like, oh my God, like coffee, you know, like it just all these brands that are actually wanting to work with me. And I, I got the mermaid hair and I got a makeup one and um yeah slowly ticking off those those goals that's amazing yeah and so if you were a brand owner what would you be looking for in um an influencer um or a content creator yeah so there's basically there's literally websites that you can go to and you can type in somebody's name and it will spit out their um their stats basically so um it's yeah it's you're going for people yes I mean the first thing that they look at is obviously their followers but I think brands are becoming very smart and they know they've got people you know on their payroll who know what to look for and know what to um know what's fake and what's not and they know what numbers look good and what's real and what's not so basically I'd be looking for someone that um had great relationships with the people that were following them and you could you know, you wouldn't just jump in and go, hi, do you want to work with us? You would, you would, they basically stalk you for a little while and they see what you say. They, they watch your stories. They look at your comments, blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, basically looking for someone that's genuine, has genuine followers that aren't um, from, you know, bots from Pakistan and <laughs> genuine <laughs> followers and pe people that are real and they actually, um, you know, are actually social on social media. That's what it's for. So um, they just, yeah, they know what to look for. They're not silly at all and they just look for engagement and they look for 
um, quality, quality photos and not repeating yourself and having decent um, chats with people and, and, and topics as well. So, Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Steph, in the studio. Oh, good. Thanks, Georgia. Thanks for having me. And if you enjoyed this uh, podcast episode, leave us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. Have a fabulous day. Bye.